This is Aural Spaces with Stoya and Mitch, brought to you by Riffopolis Network at riffopolis.com. R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com. Uh, this is a uh, relatively special edition. This is, I think, the first one we've done while you were actually in town. Yes, I yeah. have done your other podcasts, some of them. Yeah. In the same room. Yeah. This is our first time, I think, doing our... Yeah, oh, doing 11 of our old spaces. Yeah, this is episode 11. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're doing all right. Huh. I thought it was like four. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's... I apologize to the, to the folks. Uh, we're going to get better about doing these more often. Um, we are. We are. We have so many podcast plans mm-hmm. to go with our other plans. Yeah, there's uh, there was a lot of plans made for 2020, and uh, unfortunately, you know, you don't you don't say. It's, what's that old thing? It's uh, plan five things talk about one accomplish seven something like that yes something about there's a weird jinxing jinxing when you say things in advance you know where people hold you to it things like that but i feel like people are going to be really excited about what we've got coming in the uh in these 2020s well people already know because we announced it in december at the live screening um, in April, we're going to be moving to a monthly subscription format, which is cool. We'll be adding um, a subscription option where you pay monthly to have access to the whole library. And we're going to have um, monthly releases. Oh, I didn't realize that we had announced that. I thought we were just like, hey, everybody, here's a little secret since you know you came out to this thing. Oh. It's no. up to you. Okay. No, I've been I've been on podcasts, oh, other people's okay. podcasts. I've, okay. uh, I've been I've been on Cam. I've I've been telling everyone. Oh, all right. Well, then I guess fuck that whole introduction I just gave about how we're not talking. About. <laughs> well, then no details on what the issues are. Cool. Is that have you been not? Have you let that slip too? Well, so. <laughs> Everyone who I talk to knows what the issues are going to be because they're like part of the network that I'm using to reach out to creators Mm. um, or their creators themselves. Um, Yeah. Well, in that regard, it makes sense because you're like... You're not just casually chatting. Oh, you know, you're recruiting, right? And yeah. and uh, casting and such. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's some of the big news. Uh, be excited for that. So it's a lot of work for for all of us, including oh my myself. God. Oh my god, so much work. I uh, I normally don't have to get into the nitty gritty uh, very often, you know. Got the basic, you know, I get the design and the programming done, and I, when bugs come up, I fix them, uh, do some support stuff. Now I got to go back and program a whole bunch of new shit. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about our third issue. Out now on zerospaces.com, explore. Yes. 
how would you sum up your feelings on on that word? Um, I thought I'd throw a curveball at you. I didn't want to just go. So tell me what the issue is about. Yeah, like that's much. it's already in your letter. Thanks, they can read uh, your letter for free. Thanks for that. Yeah, no. Thanks a lot. I like um, to get deep in your head. Yeah. So you know, one of the things that becomes more precious the more adult we are is novelty. Okay. Um. So it it made sense as a theme for an adult project, um, something that we, we value more the older we get, that sense of like exploring something. Um, so that's what I was thinking of when I came up with the theme. Does the word explore generally excite or scare you? I realize it depends on context, but I just mean as a <laughs> As a general rule, if somebody <laughs> says, let's explore blank, are you like, oh, this will be exciting? It depends so much on context. Yeah. Um, there's there's a way that it can sound like a cruise ship director. Hi, Brock. Hi, Brocky. Stoya has been constantly distracted by my cat, who's constantly distracted by Stoya. So, um, as long as he doesn't chew on the wires, he can, he can hey. hang. Um, well, obviously, you know, for me, I get scared when somebody tells me that we need to explore our feelings on a given matter. Uh, I don't much care for that use of explore, but, you know, I think generally, I like, I, I think generally speaking, it's a positive word. Right now, Brocky is exploring your pen mm -hmm. with his teeth. Yeah, he's exploring the cables with his claws. Um, what were you saying? You said that there's times that you'd sound like a cruise ship director. Yeah, where it's like, um, I guess like HR department. Like, let's explore microaggressions. And you're like, this is really, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to make education fun, but like, wow. Um, you travel a lot. I do. Do you? Would you say that you explore cities that you go to, or do you like to kind of explore in advance or research and just go to certain places that particularly interest you? Um, so the first thing is explore has this like vaguely colonialist tinge to it. Okay. That okay. can feel like a little weird. Um, but, you know, in the, in the context of traveling, like it's like exploring Europe is maybe fine, but when it's like exploring South Africa, like it's like, ooh, <laughs> cringe. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. I um, guess, I mean, in, in the in the context of like, I, I'm, I, I got Wednesday off, I'm gonna explore downtown or I'm gonna explore the, the arts district or mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm of whatever city you're in, you know, then it's not so bad, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, a lot of it depends for me on like what the situation is. Like if I, if I know someone who's got time off, then I might have them like take me around. Um, if I'm working and I'm headed from something, 
and like it's not like a dangerous place, then I might walk back and see what I come across on my way. Um, but yeah. It's funny as it relates to say your around the world in 80 ways uh, series. It seems like there's some element of exploring in that, you know, where you're kind of going around a city and things like that. But you research ahead of time, like finding a spot and things like that. Um, I'd say about half the episodes I researched ahead of time. Really? I always... Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there was like, uh... oh gosh, um, there was... Paris with Wolf Hudson, where I, um, we almost didn't have a place to shoot mm. because I, I thought like, oh, like, we'll like find something. No, um, <laughs> we like almost couldn't. Eventually we did, but it was touch and go there. Um, and Barcelona, like there wasn't anything to really like talk about there. Hmm. You mean in a in a sex worker context or things yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there is sort of that theme to it. <clears throat> yeah. So then, when Wolf went back to Barcelona with Sylvia for um, for the explore issue, he took a different angle. Like it was more of like Sylvia, the local, showing him around. Yeah. Now, uh, jumping to that, um, this is the first around the world in eighty ways that. You're not in. Yes. How does that feel? Is it weird to have, like, watch somebody else take over your series, sort of? Or I maybe not take over, but, you know. just want to know how the audience feels. Okay. Yeah. Because it can go in two directions. It can go in both directions at the same time. Sure. Um, it might be a little confusing for people <laughs> around they're, the world. They're skipping ahead. They're like, Where's, when does Stoya pop into the... Hey, guys, can I join? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I would just like to pull out this chart quickly. Okay, I'm done here. Thank you. Um, have a great, have a great day. Okay. Well, there's a that's a fun surprise for people. All right, I'm going back into articles. Okay. How would you summarize Candida Royale? And actually, let me ask if. No, I'll start with that. Okay, Candida Royale was possibly the first feminist pornographer. Okay. There were female pornographers before her, um, including like Bunny Yeager in the 50s. Um, but she was the first to make porn for women, um, specifically like for a female audience, a female gaze. And when she ran into difficulty with distributors, she founded her own distribution company. Wow. Yeah, this was in the 80s. Um, she was amazing and, like, super badass and really wonderful. So um, Jennifer Leon Bell, who's a feminist pornographer herself, um, who makes, like, really beautiful stuff, did a mini-biography on Candida. Now, 
when it comes to these biography uh, things, icon pieces, um, does it generally go Stoya is really intrigued or fascinated or however uh, you want to, whatever you want to say by a given person? Let me find somebody who's also intrigued to write about them. Or does somebody come to you and say, hey, I'm really intrigued by this person. I'd like to write about them. So the first time I was like, who better to start with than Annie Sprinkle? Yeah. I had Tanya Lamb um, try her hand at writing. Um, and I was, I was even thinking it would be like, you know, the artist illustrates and writes about um, as part of the series, but I decided it's better to have that split. Um, let writers write, let artists paint. Sure. Um, unless they happen to be into doing both. Hi, Paki. Hi. So for this one, did, uh, um, did Jennifer come to you and say, can you work out? Uh, no. So the, the second one though, I went to a keynote oh, yeah. and was like, who do you want to write about? Um, and she picked Alexandra Cruz. And then um, this one, I went to Jiz Lee and said, I want you to write about Candida Royale. And Jiz was like, actually, I think um, Jennifer Leone Bell or Shiona McDonald. Shiona McDonald. And then um, I went to basically both of them and was like what do you think um and they both said yes so then i was like oh this is why you approach one person at a time yeah. um so we ended up with the interview yeah as i say you have the shiona's candace which is a, an interview that you uh, conducted yeah about candida royale so you kind of get two different looks <laughs> Yes, yeah, you get you get a look at her as um, as a pornographer, and you get a look at her as a person later in life, mm. um, which I thought was really cool. Okay, so Moxie's article, First Frontier, is about uh, the usage of a device called a neon wand. Um, I have a lower powered version of one of those, a, a violet wand. Um, they're kind of fun. Um, did did she approach you and say, oh my God, yeah, I got to write about this experience I had? Or did you say, hey, you're a good writer. We're doing an explore issue. What do you want to write about? So that was actually a Steve thing. Oh. He was like, you know, Moxie is a certified sex educator. And I was like, oh, I bet she'd write something really smart. Um, it was actually a little more pornographic than I was expecting. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. still our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on brand. It's fine. You ever fucked around with uh, electro toys and such? Um, Yeah, they're not the most, like, sexual thing for me. They're just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Just, like, electricity in your hand. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like, uh, for people who haven't used uh, Neon Wand or a Violent Wand... Uh, violent, violent, <laughs> violent. Not violent at all. No. Um, it's kind of like, if you remember those, um, they were real popular in the 80s, those globes that had the little electro things shooting out, and you'd put your hand on the glass sphere, and all the points would stick to whatever fingers were, <laughs> you know? 
it's like that kind of, uh, except that the arcs come out of the glass sphere and uh, spark, uh, electrocute you, essentially. They okay. spark to your skin. It's a modified Tesla coil. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I did not know that. So. Yes, at least the, the like old school BDSM ones are. I'm not sure about the one that um, Moxie had specifically. Yeah, well, the... The neon wands, uh, the ones certainly that you buy in like a BDSM shop, uh, tend to be uh, pretty powerful. If you want to screw around on a budget with a violet wand, um, don't search for violet wand. Um, instead, you can go on Amazon and I think you can type in like electrofacial instrument or something like that. And they sell them as like a beauty product. What? Yeah, and they're like 20 bucks. Mm. But if you type in violet wand, you're paying 60 and above. It's ridiculous. Thank you. So something about like once sex gets involved, it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Like you can go to Home Depot and buy an O-ring that you attach to your wall. It's got four holes for screws and this big, thick steel ring which is great for connecting, you know, handcuffs or other restraints to your wall. However, if you go to a BDSM shop and look for O-rings you can screw into the wall, at Home Depot, it's 85 cents. At a BDSM shop, they're like $12. Okay, $12 is ridiculous, but <laughs> as a pornographer, we pay more to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. So if it was like, three dollars i'd be like okay i get this but like twelve dollars that's insane yeah that's completely you're saying that the 85 cents worries you you worry that the, that it would fall apart no oh, no okay. i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with the equipment oh okay um i it's think the support of the business. i think it's just like if you're so if you're a BDSM store, then you're probably stuck with CC Bill. Oh, sure, sure. I so see. your costs of doing business are higher. So there is like a justifiable markup. Okay. Um, okay. But not $12 worth. Yeah. I mean, I might have my prices off, but I, I'm just giving a, an illustration that essentially if you buy your stuff from a hardware store, you're paying you know, hardware store prices. And if you buy your stuff from a BDSM store, you're gonna pay BDSM store prices. But like I said, if, you, if you're if you at home and you're like kind of interested in electro play and, and you, you know, whatever, a violet wand, uh, the, the, the facial ones that they have on Amazon, um, they're not super powerful. So it's not gonna hurt too bad, but you'll get the basic sensation. And if you really get into it, um, you can you can upgrade from there and go to something else. Um, now, Ginger Star wrote Cabana Boy Christmas. Yes. Which was, you know, seasonal. Not that Ginger Star. Different Ginger Star. Okay. Well, now I need, I now I need clarify. Okay. <laughs> which was, one's which? So there was a porn star in the, I want to say, 80s. You're thinking Ginger Lynn, maybe? I think I was thinking Ginger Lynn. Yeah. All right, great. So, Ginger okay. Star, <laughs> who is not Ginger Lynn at all, um, mm -hmm. but they are both wonderful women. The Gingers. 
Yeah. It's a specific ginger, ginger star, <laughs> wrote us. Uh, so she did a brisk business on Amazon in erotic fiction for a while. Mm. Um, and I know her, I don't know how private she wants to be. I know her through the New York something community. Okay. Um, and That's not something you don't remember. That's something you don't want to say. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, the something community. Yes. It's a lot of those. Fill in the blank community. Sure. Redacted. I know we're through the New York redacted community. Sure. Um, the beep. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, hey, what do you got laying around? Let's license something. Um, and she had a Christmas story and the issue was coming out in December. So it felt like the way to go. Yeah. I think Cabana Boy Christmas you're going. Okay. This is not a white Christmas. It's not snow. We're thinking sun. Yeah. Sun, the beach. Yeah. 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 You know, for our Australian readers. Sure. Eight hands, four tongues. Another article. Hey, Brock. Written by Hart. I love Hart. Hey, Brock. Told you she's constantly distracted by Brock's. But he is a distracting little kitty. He's so cute. Yeah. Come on. Non-cuddle mode? Are you in attack mode? What's going on? Um, he just wants to eat. So, eight hands, four tongues. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I like erotic fiction that models um, healthy, open relationships. Okay. So I was super pro that piece. Okay. Um, I think it's, I think it's good to eroticize ongoing things, and there just isn't that much um, media depicting ongoing relationships that are stable. Like there are like pornos where like everyone's cheating on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very common, yeah. There are lots of setups in writing and video where, um, you know, it's like strangers meeting. Yeah. Um, but there, there isn't that much, or like people hooking up for the first time where there's like, you know, like years of sexual tension because they've been friends or like whatever. Mm. Um, but there isn't that much of people, you know, like five years in happily doing their thing. Yes, yes, it's not common. And um, I think it's, you know, I think that the, the boring Hollywood thing of it all is that, you know, I'm sure a producer would probably, you know, with a big fat cigar explain why this is. And I suspect the reason is Everyone can relate to, I just met this new person and oh boy, new relationship energy. Am I excited? Yeah. Everyone's had that. Well, not everyone. Everyone who's had, who's had an experience where they met somebody and enjoyed it has had that experience. Um, so it's very easy. I mean, a vast majority, the, the vast majority of people on the planet Earth can relate to, I just met this new person. Or for that matter, new anything, not necessarily person, new a new pet, uh, new toy, new tech gadget, new phone, you know, 
the new stuff, you know. I just explored this thing for the first time, and boy, is that exciting. It's much, it's a much harder sell, you know, it, that worn out trope of like, you know, where you see in a movie a happy couple and people are like, yeah, right, they've been together for seven years and they're still having sex once a week? My asshole. You know, that kind of... Right, but like some people are. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it does make you wonder... I don't know how influenced we are by the media, fictional media specifically, you know. Does a couple essentially that doesn't, let's say, has sex once a month, they've been together for four years, they have sex once a month, do they think, yeah, this is pretty normal because TV and movies, fictionalized ones, make that seem pretty much normal, if anything, healthier than normal. I have no idea. Or is it the other way around, you know? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, though. I think that definitely... I always get a kick out of whenever I see that in um, TV and movies where they have, like, a, a a couple that's still sexually excited by each other. Yeah. Like on Shameless, uh, the one couple, I can't remember anybody's names. I haven't watched that show in years, but... The one couple that they have kids and stuff, or have a kid, um, and then um, the league, uh, Nick Kroll's relationship with his wife in that show, uh, things like that. I always like that kind of stuff, you know. Um, you went. To, you had a very long interview, uh, and I'm guessing a new feature given the title of it: Life Advice with Annie Sprinkle. It was long. I mean, it seemed, it wasn't, you know, I, I wouldn't call it short. Okay. You know, I'm not, this is not a, that was not a disparaging <laughs> remark. Just like, I'm glad that she wanted to sit and have a long, you know, nice long chat. You know what I mean? That's, that's great. You know, she's still excited by us. Um, <laughs> but um, you went to her to have a discussion about higher education. Yes. Yeah, um, Annie was, I believe, the first porn star to get a PhD. Wow. Yeah. Um, hey, Bax. Hey, buddy. He's just encouraging him. Do you have a nose? Okay. Yes? Um, okay, so the first, one, first porn star to get a PhD. Are you... Are you exploring whether or not you're going to get into higher education yourself? Or are you talking about just growing and evolving <laughs> as a to, – to take on more things than just what you're originally known for? Um, kind of both. Okay. Um, for me, one of the big questions is, was, is this all it's cracked up to be? Um, like – Life? No. Uh, oh God, no. Um, I ask myself that question daily. The whole like college thing, like, is it um, is it useful? Was it awkward? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that always wonders, like, 
what would that have been like had I gone for like a regular college and like dormitory life and things of that nature but I also just don't see that there's any part of me that would have actually enjoyed that I'm not really big on school and being told where to go and what time and things of that nature so hard to say Rock slowly destroying. All right, let's get into uh, one of uh, probably the weirdest thing we've ever done. Okay. Um, lots of lots of buzz about it. There was a writer who wrote uh, erotic <laughs> fiction using um, fantasy characters and or extinct characters. So okay, so Steve. Came to book club. Mm-hmm. I do this book club once a month in Gowanus, which is in Brooklyn. It's sex books, fiction, um, memoir. I think it's all been fiction though so far. Um, anyway, point is, Steve comes to book club, and this woman who is a phone sex provider, mm. um, she takes custom requests and writes audio fantasies and then records them um and i'm not sure if she does interactive phone sex as well but she was like i would really like to write dinosaur porn and steve was like i would love to shoot that and i was like okay get me anna fox and i will fund it you immediately said anna fox is the one to do this yes okay you just you just knew that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I just I just decided. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Um. So Steve arranged Anna Fox, and I thought I thought it was going to be interesting. I would definitely call it interesting. And what he turned in had so many layers mm-hmm. of detail. Mm-hmm. Like he really went like full force on it. Yeah, it's that thing of um, it's kind of a, a balancing act, a tight wire act of sorts. Because there's so many elements. You've got Anna Fox reading this script, um, in which in my fantasy I'm an archaeologist. Yeah, and I'm searching for a very special bone. <laughs> Which, yes, so there's a humor element to it, too, but you don't want it to be too funny because then it's not sexy anymore. And it's definitely sexy. So, um, yeah, I recommend everybody go check that one out. It's uh, it's gotten some pretty great reviews. People seem really uh, keen on it. Oh, we're making it a series. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, Brox. All right, let's talk photo sets. Okay. Got two photo sets with Sweet Pea. One with her and uh, Sydney Devereaux. Taco time. Sydney, who's in every issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Tradition. Yes. <laughs> How are you with? Um, Mixing food and sex. Uh, sometimes it looks great for a photo shoot. <laughs> I don't 
think it's a good practice. Um, a little messy? Yeah, it can be bad for the vaginal ecosystem, as mm. it were. Yeah, okay. I remember uh, just after high school, the first girl I was ever sleeping with, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, her and her friend, uh, she lived with my best friend and he was dating her best friend. So it was a real cute couples thing going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And her and the girl um, went to the store and came back and they were all giggly and excited and they were like, we got whipped cream and strawberries. And I was just like... So, like I had fucking no interest. <laughs> I can be an asshole sometimes. It's <laughs> fine. I just, you know, it was just kind of one of those things. Where I was like, did you, did you read an article in Vogue or whatever? Oh, Cosmo. <laughs> you know, Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know the magazines. That's right. um, but it just, it just felt like something out of a cheesy movie or something like that. And I was just like, I don't. We could just have sex, you know. We don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need to bring strawberries and whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to lick anything off of your nipple. I can just lick a nipple. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. The nipple as uh, au naturel or uh, a la carte. I think <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, nipple a la carte, perfectly fine with me. I've never been upset by it. And then you uh, shot with uh, Sweet Pea. I did. Strappy orange lingerie stuff. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. I like Sweet Pea. She has a great personality. Yeah, she's a fun lady. And uh, is there some place... Because she does a lot of touring. Oh my God, so much. How does, how does one find her like tour schedule or see her live? She's fantastic live. Um. Yeah, so when Mitch was in New York to do the screening of the explore issue for the premiere um he caught a hellfire show the very last hellfire show except for now they're doing another one in february (laughs) Um, last in air quotes yes but at the time it was the last yeah uh and sweet pea did her birthday cake act which is amazing she comes out as marilyn monroe Mm-hmm. And then there's a birthday cake, mm-hmm. um, and th- things ensue. Yeah, events transpire. Ensue. Yeah, she's uh, uh, she uh, she's built like a, a Roman goddess uh, as far as uh, just everything. Her muscles have muscles. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, she clearly knows uh, her body well and how to uh, use it and. Um, abuse it as a, as a way and uh, get into uh, positions and poses that uh, you, you've really got to be on top of your game, you know. I don't think you can take a year off and then be like, let me pull that, you know, jumping splits technique. <laughs> so I don't I don't know where, where would people find, where would people see that kind of a thing? Um, her Twitter or her Instagram both of which are conveniently linked from her creator page on our website. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's easy enough. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you did two photo sets. Um, well, not you, but there are two photo sets that are named after colors. You've got yours, the red and green, and the one of Moxie, red and blue. 
any relation or just were you in a colors kind of mood? Uh, I, uh, you ran out of titles? <laughs> like, what's the theme? The colors are pretty cool. I wasn't even thinking. Okay. Um, so we launched the issue at the beginning of December. And then, like, three weeks later on Christmas, I put up the red velvet bodysuit in front of the green door set. Mm. And um, I just needed a name. <laughs> and I thought I was being creative, but I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I mean, it, it, it's a theme, you know? Yeah, it's fine. I don't think you need... I mean, that's the, that's the tricky thing about photo sets, really. They don't need a title, generally speaking, you know? You look at the preview, you can pretty much figure out what's going on. Yeah, but I think they do need a title. Okay. On our site. Well, I mean, they do for, for all, all sorts of reasons on the site. I mean, it's what I mean is that titling I, the title of a photo set doesn't necessarily uh, matter for the for the art. Yes, exactly. Yes. Although the last two uh, interesting titles, Anna Fox, mid-century modern. Yes, Steve came up with that one. I don't even know what that means. Neither do I. Okay, moving on. I think it refers to the chair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and Maiden Fed, Stoya's Gaze. Yes. That's the, that's the title of the model. Maiden uh, Title. Uh, not title of the model. Uh, the name of the performance artist, right? Yes. Of, of what sort? She does. For a while, she was doing these collages of herself. And now she's doing these, like, Instagram rap videos. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So that's kind of a look at the Explore issue or a listen of about the Explore issue. Some of the themes uh, put a lot of work into this. This is this is you know a lot of stuff in there. I mean, you could really sink your teeth in for a while. Worth every penny, really. <laughs> um, how have you been enjoying your LA trip? I know you don't generally enjoy trips to LA. <laughs> it's you know it's fine. The uh, the recreational weed is great. Um, it's okay. Yeah, that's what that's what keeps it keeps you chill. Yeah. You're like, well, <laughs> at least the weeds fucking no, flowing like straight water off the plane. I'm like, where is the nearest dispensary? Thank you. Um, it's kind of surprising that like in the back of the uh, ride share they don't just have joints sitting there. I'm pretty sure that's I'm, there's got to be a few drivers that do that. I definitely. I was. It was with a boyfriend who was very straight laced um, but one time I was in a taxi in LA from the airport and the driver offered weed mm. and the, the guy was not like not happy so I did not take him up on it he wasn't happy that there was an offer? yeah wow yeah. A, this is totally funny. unprofessional yeah wow hard to imagine you with somebody like that yeah look I've dated people that were way not my 
way not my jam as well. Sometimes, you know, uh, the hormones want what they want, I guess. So, um, that's, yeah, that's the look at the Explorer issue. Uh, like I said, we've got some exciting stuff coming up in April. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, and boy, have we got some fantastic issues planned. We have literally planned every issue from April through to 2021. Yes. So, um, and uh, jam-packed, uh, full of content, some really interesting themes. Uh, we had a we had a ball uh, sitting around in New York, um, pitching eight months worth of issues. I guess I guess that's all. You, you have anything else you want to add? No, that's that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. I feel I feel like we did better than a simple advertisement. Like we added more understanding of the behind the scenes and the whys and some context. Yeah, yeah. So even if you've already bought and are enjoying the issue, now you've got, you know, a little more context and maybe we answered some of your questions. Yeah. And uh, keep in mind, of course, you can use the Zero Spaces contact form if you have, you know, questions about things like that. You know, we, we can always tackle questions on this podcast. So, you know, by all means, if you have <coughs> queries, topics... <laughs> you know, we're open to it. People send some weird shit, so it would be a a welcome reprieve from that to get some interesting shit as well. Uh, <laughs> Stoya is uh, having a blissful moment of smoking a joint, uh, being high, just had a fantastic giant breakfast, and uh, staring at Rocky while he rolls around on the carpet. So, with that, I guess we're signing off. Yep. All right. Oh.